Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Grandpa Bell's Grunts and Groans and Kennel Cow Holistic Healing Hour at time of taping, Saturday evening, early October 7th. And I thought I'd do a quick show for 20-25 minutes for a couple of reasons. With the most recent events in the world arena, stirring the pot a little bit more on all the subjects we talk about on good health. I thought it might be time to revisit two fronts for calmness and repose on how we're going to continue to approach the precipice that we're at. So I want to revisit talking about archivally some things I've talked about over the last five years each and every day, many times in my segments and way before that in my other podcasts and businesses and so on and so forth about Portland, Maine, my heritage, my birthplace where I still reside. And a lot of times I've talked about this book, Portland Undercover, back when it was printed in the early 2000s, How to Visit New England's Hippest City without looking like a tourist. It is very funny based on vacation land, tourism. And when you could look at people in a jovial way and have fun with the tourists coming into the state when it was always the lifeblood of Maine, vacation land. And we had some booming cruise ships, and it was pretty vibrant in the waterfront and all of that. And this gentleman wrote for a rag called Casco Bay Weekly that I mentioned many times. And he was a roving reporter for them, and that was his function with them. The arts and entertainment waterfront are many, many favorite uh, famous restaurants, art museum, world-famous symphony, music, the venues. So I just arbitrarily pick jokes out of this every once in a while, and I think right now would be a good time to read a quick one. Then I want to highlight what I'm going to dedicate my radio show to, the influx of two nationalities of the many that emanated to Maine immigration-wise in my radio show coming up. That would be the Irish and the Italians in Maine overall, in Portland, Maine, and rich in the history of both of those nationalities and both factions of those nationalities, not only on the home front in the 1830s and 1850s when the immigration for Irish and Italians was its most prominent a little bit later for the Italians closer to the 1900s, late 1800s, where they were persecuted, propagated, Irish famine in their case, Italians. Point being, there's been discrimination of all nationalities, of course, for years. And Portland's always been a welcome harbinger of immigration and immigrants. And they founded the city. <clears throat> now, with the mass entrance of the world arena, the borders, and so on and so forth, I want to keep the records fair and balanced. It's no comparison, but all nationalities 
have most assuredly <laughs> experienced discrimination. So quickly going downtown, so-called Portland Undercover at the time. This book was published way back in the early 2000s. A quick quote. When walking down Congress Street, for local people that are in the area listening, those that don't, it's pretty much our main street for a small populous city of maybe 68,000, 70,000 in the greater Portland area. And I think we're barely over a million people in the state. So walking down Congress Street is the closest Maine has to a big city experience. Screaming sirens, not like they are now. From police cruisers and fire engines echo loudly off of the wind tunnel of brick buildings that line the street. Bike couriers dodge buses and delivery trucks. Panhandlers beg for spare change. And bin tippers, the street name for those who collect cans for the nickel deposit, rummage through trash cans. Main College of Art. This goes back. To the early 2000s, local history. For those of you that know this, for those of you that may have visited the city, the old port area, and what have you, in particular in Portland, you need to this book. Just want to finish up a paragraph here. Maine College of Art students with multiple body piercings and hair of every color stand on the red brick sidewalks alongside downtown office workers taking smoke breaks. Bankers and business people rush to important meetings past elderly Portlanders relaxing on park benches. Curious tourists point their cameras skyward, photographing the distinctive 19th and 20th century architecture. I want to stop there real quickly. This is another book about how rich and famous Portland, Maine, is in many categories, to include its architecture. And I kind of jokingly kidded around. It's a small populace, and there's probably a lot of John Moons, and it really doesn't matter. I went to school with a John Moon. In either of us, if we knew each other, it was just that you know we were in the same yearbook. If it's the same John Moon, but it's a great book about Portland architecture, and I've talked about it, it many times. And there's many nationalities in flux to include the Irish, the Italian, and some French architecture and others within Portland. And this is a very rich book in Portland, Maine history on the architecture front. And I'll just lost my bookmark, and I'll go back and I've done that archivally about Maine humor, vacation land, down east humor, if you will, specifically Portland. And in Portland architecture, but throughout Maine, and immigration within the state through the history of the state before it became a state in 1820, when we were still part of Massachusetts, and the influx to Massachusetts, and the immigration from and down from Canada of the Irish and the Catholics, of course, persecuted at that time against the Protestants. We'll get into all that. The Italians, for a lot more reasons, and then within those segments, as I get into more influx of nationalities in the early 1900s and all the way up to and including now, we we have multicultural of all sorts. Now we're a refugee 
landing spot too and have been all through COVID and now since the borders have opened and what have you. So we experience the same glut of people on a smaller scale because we're not as big of a city, but they're here and, you know, and then we have the tent cities and the homeless and all of that. We're not impervious to any of it. We're all in it together. So my point through all of that, it's at the precipice now, but it can't be all, hey, it's this faction, it's that faction, and oh, poor me, and we owe reparations and all of that. Let's all get together and realize we all came from someplace, whether it was your great-great-grandfather eight generations ago or whatever. If your name's McGillicuddy, Ahmad, Bhutan, Sam Smith, Sally Smith, Peter, Paul, and Mary, Angelino, Romano, it really doesn't matter for a number of reasons that we also talk about at my other shows. These are all just vessels. We're just names and just nationalities, not to minimize that in and of itself, but we're so much more than that as human beings when we work collectively the way that it was God's vision. Civility. <laughs> so we'll be talking a lot about heritage. I've been talking about that forever. I'm proud of my heritage. And I'm proud of my legacy. And I'm hoping that my heritage and the heritage that she so much enjoys, my granddaughter and my son, who's pushing 50, <laughs> of course. And I just did an article not too long ago when I get to see them with rarity in this crazy mixed up world. <laughs> they live like less than five miles away from me. During the summer, several weeks ago, we, my son and my granddaughter, had an excellent cathartic day walking through a beautiful section of Portland, which to this juncture is still pretty much unscathed. The West End, in the upper West End. <laughs> I grew up in the West End, but on the lower West End, as far as financial or whatever, we talk about all of that. It was a great melting pot, and it still is and can be. But we have to revamp it for the appreciation of all heritages of, of what they're for. So it's all about community. It's all about civility. It's about levity. And it's about the turbulence that now just took another curveball. So we'll all stay together at the Holistic Healthcare Healing Hour Show. For those of you that join me there, I'll be talking about it later. For those of you that do come to the freedomsnap.org weekly coherence meeting at 6 o'clock, great medicine if one and all perceive it that way. Those that are intuitives do and will. We're looking for the 100th monkey mind there. We need to lean on each other. We need to lean on each other. It's obvious as it's always been through the history of time. If we, I'm a history buff. I love history, local, regional, world history. If we take a look at world history, for all intents and purposes, we really haven't come that far where we've come full circle. And, you know, is it really, really? with the human faction that's on the populace of the planet right now, really want for your families and your generation. There's no fear factor here, but it's 
pretty much time we step up and pay attention now for those that may have been ostriches for whatever reasons over the last several years, but this goes back decades. It's been coming for a while, and boy, is it bubbling to the surface now. So we have to be aware. <laughs> it's not pretend. I mean, it's not pretend. It's not fantasy, and it's no fairy dust people or Tinkerbell is going to come out of the sky or Prince Charming. Fantasy is great. Fantasy has its place. So does reality and a Mason-Dixon line in between. When to know when to step in both genres. Understand, fantasy is also a good escape for sure. When it's constructive fantasy, you know, you don't have to watch vocabulary and this word can't be that word. And that, that's the upside downness of it all. So that's what we'll be talking about. But rejuvenating community the right way together, getting re in tune with your body, what your body's capable of, what it's always been capable of, and what we've all been misled for a really long time. Those systems are crumbling before our very eyes. Legislative, judicial, all of it. And it's not just Main Street, Portland, Maine, Main Street, USA. It's around the world with whatever encompasses the so-called leadership in all of the countries around the world. Monarchs, dictators, tyrants, terrorists. <laughs> so if we stay together and in the massive groups that are like-minded, we have to stay together and plug in together and do it with calmness, repose. That's how you retaliate. And it does send a resounding message because they don't know how to react to that. And that's their biggest fear that most of them around the world live in the living fear of God that they'll be overthrown by their own people. Some people, some countries, for sure, have large populaces. We are experiencing that on a daily basis, aren't we? With their mass exodus from around the world and coming here. So when the people, just in unison by big numbers, and the old network movie on television, open up the windows, we've had enough. We've had enough. That's how you beat a bully in any time frame. Caveman days all the way up and through. That's what we talk about. That's how I'm going to talk about it. That's basically the essence of my next couple of three shows, blogs based around them. And there's certainly mentor moments in both business and in life and all of that and all of this. We'll highlight all of the above. I'll see you there. Remember where you did come from. Whatever your name, color, race, nationality, ethnicity, religious beliefs, or whatever, respect your elders, be them present or deceased. You wouldn't be here to begin with, overstating the obvious, 
if it wasn't for them. Let's get together against the depopulist thinking out there, and we can rejuvenate this planet for our legacy, people and pets together in a very positive way. We all just have to pick ourselves up and shake ourselves out and do it together. Bye-bye for now, and may God bless. I'll see you at the shows. Stay safe. Stay productive. Just be aware. Peace, everybody.